starting a fortnight today, April the 26th, we're going to be looking at the things that are written in, the, in this book, The Essential Question. It's going through the book of Acts in the Bible. I'll explain in a moment what the essential question that it's referring to is. But today, I want to give an introduction to the book of Acts and hopefully whet your appetite because we're going to be looking each Sunday from now until the schools break up in the summer, going through the book of Acts. So that at the end of uh, this time, we'll have a real appreciation of, of that book, but also, uh, I believe, of, of the rest of the New Testament. So it'll be a really valuable time in our journey of discipleship. During the, the family service, the prayed services, we'll be looking at, at different themes. And in the fellowship groups, and uh, there's some information about them in the link if, um, uh, if you want to join them, and I'd really encourage you to join a fellowship group. And if there's too many for those groups, we'll start another one. And next week, we'll have some posters up uh, that you know, know, will know more about the fellowship groups. But in the link are the details of those groups. In fact... Could we have the group leaders just stand up? So Ron and, um, well, Pam's not here, but Brian, you'll do. And, uh, <laughs> and Dave, and, um, and where's Janet? Oh, Janet, you're hiding there. Yes. So see one of these people. Um, there's other people in, involved, but um, if you want to, uh, to join in with one of these fellowship groups. Thank you. But we're also encouraging people, you people, to read. And uh, you can buy one of these, uh, these books. I have some here, or we can order more. Or you can just order them um, uh, yourself. And next week, Steve will have produced a, a, a booklet with all the readings. So you don't have to buy a booklet, but the booklets are, are helpful. To week by week, just read through. The readings are, are a lot shorter than when we tried something like this last time. It only requires reading two chapters a week. And there's a set reading for five days during that week. So it's hopefully we'll be able to read through the book of Acts. So let's start with the book of Acts. Where, where should we start if you're looking at the book of Acts? Well, it's Luke's Gospel. Well, that's a bit odd, isn't it? Well, all will be revealed. Thank you, Marina, if you could re read the beginning of Luke's Gospel. That's wonderful. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account 
most excellent Theophilus, so that you know the certainty of the things you have been taught. Thank you, Marina. And just before we have the the second reading, here is Luke, who was a doctor. He was not a disciple of, uh, of Jesus, who was trying to piece together the Jesus story. And he's writing to this man, Theophilus. Luke's Gospel gave an account of the birth of Jesus, his life, his teachings, his death and resurrection. But what happened next? Well, Luke wrote again. And this is why we started with Luke's Gospel. And he started again with, in my former book, Theophilus. Okay, thank you, Marina. From Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. So do you get it in the the first book that he wrote, Luke's Gospel, that was writing to Theophilus, and then he wrote, if you like, the sequel in my former book, Theophilus. So Luke was writing what happened next, and he first of all just went over a little bit about how Jesus died and rose again and gave many convincing proofs, and, uh, and then he said that Jesus told them to wait for the Holy Spirit. That's a key feature of the book of Acts, how the Holy Spirit, they waited and then the Holy Spirit came. We'll particularly remember that at Pentecost, uh, Sunday, and the church was born and, and then Luke continued to write how the church grew and developed and how the disciples were, were changed from being the, the weak disciples who were had turned away from Jesus into the adventurous, strong people who were there proclaiming the good news. Luke himself wrote in the first person, you know, he said, I, after chapter 16. He was then involved. It wasn't just trying to piece together what was happening. He was then involved as he um, uh, travelled around the, the country, his life was transformed. And I hope and I pray that as we con- continue this journey of discipleship through Acts, that our lives will be transformed. Transformation. That's um, uh, the theme of my joke today. Oh... 
If you were here last Sunday, James told a joke about a parrot called Moses. This is about his brother, Moses' brother. And, uh, sorry? No, Eric, yes. Uh, or, or, yes, let's say Aaron, which um, it was his brother. Now, the trouble is, though, that this parrot had got a problem. He kept swearing all the time. <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny, Carol. It's, it's bad. It's bad to be swearing all the time. Sorry, David. We know it's not funny. It's your joke. <laughs> Did you hear that? We know it's not funny. It's my joke. And, um, and uh, so he got this real problem about swearing. Really embarrassing for, for everybody else, you know what? when the visitors came. So its owner decided to punish him and said, right, you're going in the freezer for two minutes. That'll punish you for what you've done. So <laughs> Rachel's laughing already, that's good. <laughs> so, so they took the parrot, put him in the freezer for two minutes, opened the freezer door, and the parrot was really sorry for what he'd done, so I'm terribly sorry for swearing. He was transformed. You, you get in the meaning now. He was changed. Uh, um, uh, but as he, as he came out and he said, no, I won't swear again. But could I just ask you one question? Yes, said the owner. What on earth did the chicken do? It wasn't bad. You have to think a little bit about it, don't you? And um, Transformation. Hopefully none of us will have to go in the freezer to be transformed. But just by the, uh, the reading of God's Word and taking it into ourselves, that we can be transformed by His Holy Spirit. You see, in that first part of uh, the book of Acts, it mentions about the Easter story. And if we're not careful, the Easter story is just in the past. And we're a bit wilted. And, but the Easter story should lead on to, so what? The only thing I've got from my Marmite Easter egg is the oven-baked cashews. I think I'll look forward to those this afternoon in Marmite flavour. But I challenged you last week that... The Easter story, it's uh, a bit like Marmite, well, it's a love it or hate it, but it was a dramatic way of saying that it, we should have a response to the Easter story. Well, I think going through the book of Acts is a good response over the next few weeks that we can do. So let's have a look at that. Yes, please, Andy, can we have a next slide? So this is the context, the geographical context of the book of Acts. This uh, was the Roman Empire. I don't know if you can see the dotted line that sort of circles the Mediterranean, the, the vast um, uh, Roman Empire read, leading up to, to Britain up there. This was the context of uh, the book of Acts. Thank you. And then here we have some of the words associated with the book of Acts. We can pick out God. He's there. Paul is dominant, and uh, particularly in the later chapters of Acts. There's also Peter, who was uh, dominant in the early 
chapters of Acts and Lord and Spirit and um, all sorts of, of different words. Thank you. So let's look at the, the overview. So first of all, that in the earlier chapters up to chapter 12, Peter is a dominant person. Remember Peter, who had been someone uh, who had let Jesus down badly over the, the Easter story, remember that? Then he was restored and he was told that he would be the rock on which the church was built. Well, here in the first 12 chapters, you can hear about how he was the rock on which the church was built, how he encouraged people to receive the Holy Spirit and to, to develop. And then the focus moves on to Paul from 13 onwards. And we have Paul's missionary journeys of where he went round that Roman Empire, just proclaiming God's word, and then how he ended up in prison. If you note the dates there, we know that Luke wrote this before AD 64, because that's when Nero's persecutions hit, and he would have talked about them. So we think it ended, uh, he wrote about AD 62, about, let's say, 30 years, uh, 25, 30 years after Jesus died. So not long. Many of us can remember what happened 30 years ago. Some of you are fortunate, can't remember 30 years ago. Rejoice in that. But those of us who can, it's not that long ago and uh, that he was writing these. Let's move on. Thanks, Andy. I don't know if you can pick these out. Um, uh, you can uh, Google it if you've got access to, to that. Or This is the first and second missionary journeys. The, um, the, the blue is the first missionary journey. The, the red is the, is the second. Going round that... Um, uh, Mediterranean re region, the, uh, the white in the middle is the Mediterranean, sadly it's uh, not done in, in blue. And then the next one, and this is uh, his third missionary journey, and again the red line, and then the green line is where he, he travelled to, uh, to Rome, where he was in, in prison by the Roman authorities. And we can uh, read about uh, all of these adventures. Acts is like an adventure story of, of the start of the church, of the growth of the church, of the problems in the church. Don't get the impression that everybody was, was fine then. And the, and the adventures of the journeys and the shipwrecks and all of this. So look forward to reading uh, uh, about, about that. Okay, next slide. So just going, uh, going back to this, that um, this is just obviously a, a simple overview. One of the features of the book of Acts is how the Holy Spirit was, was welcomed and how the Holy Spirit led them. I hope that will be a feature for us as we go forward in these next few weeks. But also I hope that we'll be encouraged to share the gospel as these disciples, these apostles, these converts shared the gospel. We see as we read the book of Acts how the gospel was shared. And it, 
the recognised or tried to recognise how it needed to be shared in a relevant way. One of the big questions was, is the gospel just for the Jews? Or is it for the Gentiles and non-Jews? And there was a vision in Cornelius' house, we'll be looking at that. And uh, there was other ways that they realised that the gospel of Jesus was for all. And hopefully that might inspire us to share the gospel with all. We're trying to be whole life disciples, living our, our life in our context of family, in our context of work, in our context of home, in our context of community. Well, I believe we can learn much from the book of Acts and how they were trying to do this. And then the next slide. And here in the bottom are some of the other books in the New Testament. And as we read Acts, we'll see how it links in with other books of the New Testament. We'll see the context because Paul travelled to Corinth and then wrote to the church which we now call Corinthians. He uh, travelled around Galatia, he went to Romans, he went to Ephesus. And, and so we, we will see, if we study the book of Acts, we'll see the relevance of other books in the New Testament. And so hopefully our knowledge will increase, our love of God will increase, and uh, we will know the Bible more come July than we know now. But if you can't wait this long, we're now going to see a YouTube clip that will teach us all about the book of Acts. Well, perhaps not all about the book of Acts. In three minutes. Are you ready for it? You won't be tested at the end because it's quite quick. But this will give us, a, again, an overview of the book of Acts. Thank you. But don't think that you shouldn't now read the book of Acts. Don't think you know it all. Let's have a reading now from Acts 22, which encompasses this essential question. Thank you, Janet. Acts 22, reading from verse 1. To verse 21. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defence. When they heard him speak then in Aramaic, they became quiet. Then Paul said, I am a Jew born in Tartus in Sicilia, sorry, but brought up in this city. I studied under Gamimil and was thoroughly trained in law of our ancestors. I was just as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison. At the, as the high priest and all the council can then themselves testify, I even obtained letters from them to their associates in Damascus. 
and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. About noon, as I came near Damascus, Damascus, I suddenly had, was, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Soul, soul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you have been persecuting, he replied. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What shall I do, Lord? I asked. Get up, the Lord said, and go to Damascus. There you will be told all that you have been assigned to do. My companions led me by the hand to Damascus, because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very moment, I was able to see him. Then he said, The God of our ancestors have chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear the words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptised, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw the Lord speaking to me. Quick, he said, leave Jerusalem immediately, because the people here will not accept your testimony about me. Lord, I replied, these people know that that when I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then the Lord said to me, Go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Amen. So I'm not going to preach on, uh, on the conversion of, of Paul, from Saul to Paul. That will come later in the, not today, later. Uh, we don't want people falling out the window, do we? That will come later on in uh, subsequent weeks. But uh, Andy, can you find for us verse 8, please? Because Paul... Ask or Saul at this stage asked two questions. One of them was, Who are you, Lord? When this voice from heaven came, Who are you, Lord? And that same question we need to ask Who are you, Lord? Who's Lord of our lives? And we need to. Uh, recognize as we move from Easter are you the resurrection and the life well therefore the next question verse 10 please Andy what shall I do Lord Saul asked and we need to ask the same question what should I do Saul found the answer. God directed him and said, go to Damascus. And then right at the end, he said, preach to the Gentiles. 
the non-Jews. And that's what Saul did. And that's why he changed his name to Paul. It was a complete change in his life. His whole worldview was changed. Well, maybe as we ask that essential question, what shall I do, Lord? Maybe our worldview may change. Let's just go on to our next slide, Andy. So this is the, the book. If you want to buy a, a book, and it's entitled The Essential Question, which is this, What Shall I Do, Lord? Or how it's written here, How Can I Make a Difference for God? And I hope and pray and challenge you that you want to know more about that. How can I make a difference for God? Maybe in seemingly small ways, like Susan was sharing, just giving a note of encouragement to somebody on an airline. Maybe a smile. We tried smiling earlier. Tried not smiling, didn't we? Or maybe bigger ways. Let's go on this journey of discovery. Thank you, Andy. So uh, the first question that Saul asked, who are you, Lord? And, and hopefully we can discover more of this as we go through the book of Acts. Who are you, Lord? And then, last slide. Oh, sorry. What shall I do, Lord? This question should ring in our minds as we go through the book of Acts. What opportunities are there for sharing the gospel? What what do I need to help me to do that more, to build up my confidence in sharing? In virtually every chapter, the apostles such as Peter and Paul powerfully present the gospel. These weak disciples seen in the gospels transform into powerful gospel proclaimers without the need of a freezer. They bring... Others who are weak, and to speak out powerfully for God. Too often, that transformation is not seen in our lives. We remain weak, we remain uncertain. But I pray that as we read through the book of Acts together, there'll be a transformation in our own lives and in the church's life. Thank you for listening. Amen.